0: You've been a real estate investor for any period of time. You're probably asking yourself, Hey, do I need a real estate license to invest in real estate? No, you don't need one. Will it make you a lot more money? Yes, it actually will. Now. My question is, is it going to help you become so much more profitable and actually become a better investor in 2021 with how crazy the market is getting and is going to continue to get 110% In this video, I'm going to show you why this year, more than anything, you need to have your real estate license, because if not, it's going to affect the way you generate money, even as a wholesaler, flipper, buy and hold everything. There's so many benefits to having it. And you are just killing your business if you don't have your real estate license. So with that being said, let's go. This is John Barbera with An Investor's Journey, bringing you the freshest strategies and tips without the fluff to help you invest in real estate the right way. So in this channel, we actually cover lessons learned as full-time real estate investors like this video right here. And if you're finding any level of value in the content that we're sharing, make sure you hit that like button. It means the world to me that you do. Here are some uh, quick announcements. We are bringing back tips from the pros season two. This is where we're bringing in local professionals in different areas of real estate investing that are actually killing it in those areas of real estate investing. And they're going to be sharing why it is that they're having so much success and how to have that level of success. They're going to be sharing real strategies and tactics that you can implement right now to go to the next level. We're going to be talking about marketing, wholesaling, fixing, rehabbing, buy and hold, mortgages, appraisals, I mean, anything and everything, accounting, you know, anything and everything you wanna learn about in the real estate market, the team that you need to build, everything, we're gonna be covering it from people that are actually doing it right now and they're successful right now. So make sure you're hitting that bell so you don't miss one of those. And they're gonna be live so you can actually interact and ask questions to these people so you can further understand these strategies even more. So make sure you pay attention as we launch those episodes. And then we also do coffee with the Johns. This is every Friday morning, 8 a.m. Texas time from eight to about 10 a.m. And we cover all of the trends, all of the news that's making the headlines that is going to impact your business as a real estate investor. We cover, you know, the moratoriums, the eviction moratoriums, we cover the stimulus packages, we cover everything. And this is how we learn these strategies, all these changes. You're going to hear it there first. So if you want to be ahead of the trends and ahead of everybody else, you need to jump on every Friday morning, 8 a.m., Coffee with the Johns. It's live on our YouTube channel, and you're going to be able to actually, if you jump on live, interact with the conversation, ask us questions, and bring up topics that maybe you're curious about. So make sure you check that out. And then if you're looking for just more curated content on our YouTube, we actually created playlists. So depending on where you are in your real estate game, if you're looking for fix and flips, buy and hold, wholesaling, marketing, there's a playlist being curated that you can actually click those instead of having to skim through, you know, a hundred videos to find the video that best suits you. So all of these things, the best way to catch them is just hitting that bell below so you don't miss any of these videos as they're being dropped. Cause trust me, if you're watching these, too much later, um, you know, chances are you're probably going to be behind the trend a little bit. So if you want to make sure that you're ahead of the trends, hit that bell. So you get notified as soon as they drop and all descriptions to every video, every source, anything that I talk about, they're going to be below in the description sections, all the links, everything they're going to be below. So make sure you check that out. So I've been a huge supporter of not needing your real estate license to invest in real estate maybe because I'm a very lazy student and I didn't want to test for it. Um, I don't know. But the truth is that you just didn't need it. You don't need your real estate license to invest in real estate. And that's still true today. But as the market changes and things change, trends change, my opinion on things change. And now I'm like, no, you must definitely have your real estate license because as real estate is getting more competitive and it's getting tighter, having a real estate license opens up your door to so many more strategies that you can implement. This is actually why we do the market updates, coffee with the Johns and everything. We, we share with you guys because, you know, it's cool to share and hopefully you guys get some value out of it. But the biggest thing is we do it for ourselves because this is how we see trends develop. This is how we see things before most other people see it. And that's why, like you see right now, you know, everybody jumping on the Bitcoin bandwagon and Tesla, the people that study the trends were in there when Bitcoin was less than a hundred bucks. You understand? Because they saw trends developing. Now people are jumping in when it's like at $30,000. Right. And so it's like, you know, yes, you're going to be okay. You know, you might do better, but you will do much better if you jumped in at a hundred. So you want to make sure you're jumping on these trends way ahead of time. And the way to do is by being educated on the market and with being educated on the market, what you got to keep in mind in real estate investing or running any business is that you cannot be emotional, right? I, I don't like taking tests or doing any of those things. But if I didn't have a business partner that didn't have his real estate license and I needed to get mine, guess what? I will put in the time and get my real estate license. Because it's not about being emotional, it's about running a business correctly. And right now, if you don't have a real estate license, you are really hurting the growth of your business tremendously, as you're going to see with all these new things that are coming out, how you're going to hurt yourself. And make sure that you stick around to the end of the video as i'm going to show you once you get your real estate license how to pick the right brokerage because not any brokerage is going to work all right there are a very few particular brokerages that you can actually pick that's going to help you be a real estate investor so make sure you stick to the end as i show you those tips you know having your real estate license just has so many benefits and a big one is that it gives you a different level of credibility with your sellers because when you're dealing with sellers and everything, your real estate agent, they feel more comfortable with you because you are held to a different level by the board of realtors. Right. So you have more of a credibility, you know, you have more a trustability as a real estate agent than as a regular investor. So being a real estate agent definitely helps with that, whether it, whether it's true or not, because, I mean, we know very shitty uh, real estate agents. I mean, they have wholesaling companies made out of real estate agents and, you know, they're not ethical by any means. But most sellers don't understand that. So the fact that you are a real estate agent, it gives you that extra little perk of credibility. So what are the changes in the 2021 real estate market that are going to affect you and why it is that you need to become a real estate agent man again you and the questions you asked some great questions so let me cover that we're actually going to break down three areas of that and they're going to be regulations marketing and strategies those are the three areas we're going to cover so let's get into that so let's start with regulations if you've been in real estate for any length of time and especially as a wholesaler you've been hearing for quite some time that they're trying to regulate wholesalers And one of the rumors that's been going around, and I I believe some states have actually implemented it, is that you need a real estate license in order to wholesale real estate. Um, In a lot of states and a a lot of areas, they have implemented different kinds of limitations, regulations to the real estate industry. Especially as it gets more saturated, more policies like this are going to come up because they, as more consumers get affected, you know, maybe they feel they got screwed over or taken advantage of and they file complaints and all this more laws and regulations are going to come out. And you better believe that the board of realtors, if they feel that they're missing out on a lot of profit because there's people doing this without licenses and acting pretty much like an agent through wholesaling and stuff like that, they're going to they have a lot of money and they're going to put that behind policies and politicians and they're going to change a lot of these things. And we are starting to see that trend develop. So the sooner you get to it, The better it's going to be, because guess what? As these trends develop, getting your real estate license is going to be that much harder. It's going to be that much more expensive to do. So you want to make sure you're jumping in now. Even when my business partner, John Barr, got his license to now, like the way to get your license has changed drastically. Like you actually got to study even more now in order to get it, which I think is good. But these are the things that keep changing. Now, I'm not saying these regulations are right or they're wrong. You know, that wholesalers are good or they're bad. You know what i'm saying is these are things that are happening whether you like it or not so you're either going to adapt or you're going to fail you understand and as you're going to see when we get into the strategy session like even if these policies don't come into play the amount of opportunities having your license is going to open up it's a lot of revenue it's a lot of opportunities so it's a no-brainer now what type of marketing is going to be available to you now as a licensed agent, as a real estate agent, what type of other sources of marketing do you have access to in many areas of the United States, we've had, a, it's become a seller's market. All right. A seller's market on steroids. It's been a seller's market, but right now, my God, is it insane where even a very distressed house, a very ugly house can be listed and they'll still sell for top dollar. Because there's such low inventory and you have so many buyers, people moving, especially if you're in Texas. In Texas, we have refugees from California and New York, all the east and west coast that they're all coming to Texas. And these people are just looking for a place to live, that they're putting up real money buying these houses because they're like, you know what? Yeah, it needs some work, but don't worry about it. I'm I'm gonna, you know, buy it and I'll do the work later. So these sellers are starting to understand this. We speak to sellers all the time and they see this where they're like, why am I going to sell for less when I know I can get, you know, much higher price on the market? Well, now, if you're an agent, guess what you can do You can list their home. You understand? Instead of walking away, right? Or losing the deal because you couldn't get it low enough to wholesale it. You can list their home. That's a hell of a of way of monetizing on your marketing. And because this is such a hot market, you don't even need to be a savvy agent. All you got to do is, be an agent. You have access to the MLS. Now you put the market on the, the property on the MLS and it sells. You don't have to do open houses. You don't have to get fancy. You know, I mean, it's, it's that hot, especially, of course, you got to keep in mind, you're pricing it in the right areas and all that. Like you're not just putting it at a stupid high price. It still needs to make sense. But with that makes sense and you are pricing it correctly, they sell on their own. All you got to do is just put it in the market and you're done. I, I understand I probably rubbed a few of you the wrong way, especially if you're a real estate agent. When I said that you don't even have to be a good agent. What I mean by this is that you don't have to spend that much money in marketing. You don't have to do open houses. You don't have to really do all that much because when you have such low inventory and if you're a real estate agent, you know, I'm telling the truth. If you have such low inventory, the fact that you're putting inventory out is enough, right? That being said, I am not encouraging anybody to be a dishonest or a shitty agent right this is your business and if this is your business even as an agent you should want to know as much as you can you should want to be as prepared as you can to be a hell of an agent because guess what right now the market is this way but then the market shifts and if you're developing all of these bad habits by cutting corners and doing all this because just the market is where it's at. Guess what? When the market shifts, you're out of business, you know, and the agents that are are doing things the right way are the ones that keep prospering. So just because it's easier, doesn't mean that you cut corners and you get lazy. You still want to be, you still want to do what's right for the seller. You still want to put out a good product and you want to learn the process. This doesn't mean you got to cut corners. All I'm saying is that it has become a lot easier. And I see agents that are green as hell, know nothing, but they got a listing that just happened to be at the right price in the right area. And it sells and they still don't know anything about real estate, but the house sold. That's the only point that I'm making here. So some other avenues for marketing. It gives you access to expired listings. All right. Expired listings. You're an MLS, uh, MLS, you're a real estate agent. You can hop on the MLS and actually search expired listings. So you pull up these expired listings and you start reaching out to these homeowners. You, you, maybe you do a little due diligence first. Like, All right. This listing is expired. You know, maybe is there something evident enough to show that the agent maybe didn't do something right on this property? Why is this house not selling when inventory is so low, right? Uh, Sometimes it could be that the seller changed their mind. But in the case that it isn't, you have another avenue of resources available to you now that you can tap into for deals so you can market to expired listings. And like I said before, you can start marketing to all these refugees coming in from California, New York. You know, all these people moving in, these are premium buyers that are coming in. They're coming in with a lot of money from the coasts, from the coastal cities, because they're selling their starter homes over there for 800 grand. And they're coming here and they have cash. They have maybe a good credit, maybe a decent job. They'll qualify for damn near anything here. So start marketing to them. Those people, you know, start marketing, do some creative marketing, show them how does your city work? How, you know, what's going on? What are the areas that you want to know? What are, you know, markets, the pockets, the neighborhoods? Be creative. Target them. Target them on social media. Target them everywhere. Like be specific. Maybe you become that, you know, you have a portion of your business that's specific to marketing to buyers, right? To buyers from out of town. So understand, like, your marketing opportunities open up tremendously now because you have access to a whole different market. What's up, podcast? If you are getting value, out of this right now and you're saying damn john this is some good shit this is some good information and i just ask you just shoot on over to youtube and just find this video and give me a little thumbs up on there it helps me so much you have no idea how much it means to me with all the work and everything that we put into this it it really helps us grow our channel and grow our our reach so if you can just if you're finding some value just shoot on over to youtube find an investor's journey find this video and just give it a little thumbs up that means the world thank you so the biggest part, right, what strategies open to me as a real estate agent now, as ha- somebody that has a license, what strategies do I have? Well, you have hoteling houses now. Now you can start hoteling them, right? If you don't know what that is, um, put a link above and a link in the description that you can actually check out a video I, I did recently on why you need to be hoteling houses versus wholesaling houses, all right? this is so crucial and it really works hoteling houses you're going to be able to put these properties on the market and get top dollar for them but you have to be an agent to do that another area you can list your own flips you know if you're a rehabber or you have maybe rental properties that you're getting ready to put on the market you list them yourself that's a huge commission savings That you are able to do because you're able to list your own properties. And if you're following our education and you understand that you should be rehabbing, flipping houses that are in that prime price point that sells fast. Again, you don't need to be a really good agent. You just need to have done the house correctly. You put it on the market at the right price and it sells. You understand? So and you can save thousands of dollars. And this adds up over the course of the year. Another really cool stream of income is referring leads to other agents. So as an agent, as an agent referring to other agents, you actually get like a a little kickback. I want to say it's 25%. I'm not sure, but it's about like 25% of a commission and stuff like that. You get kickbacks and then you can refer people um, to property locators and you know, for tenants and stuff like that. There's so many referral programs for agents that it just creates other streams of income for you that take, almost none of your time. And we get because of all the stuff that we're doing, because we're out there and we really know the San Antonio market, we get a lot of buyers from out of state that come to us and they, you know, they're coming to us. Hey, I I need help buying some investment properties and doing all this. Well, you know, this takes me to my next point. Representing big money investors is a great place to be. We don't need to be there because fortunately our business is doing well and we focus on other things. But what I do is I have a network of agents that I work with that understand investments. They, I I trust these people and everything. So what I do is I'm like, Hey, listen, I don't do this, but I'll refer you to this agent. So whenever that agent closes on any deals, they give us kickbacks. You understand they give us that little finders feed that we did for referring them. So there are so many times that we're just getting checks from people that I'm like, what's? Oh, that's a referral. Like, I didn't, I forgot about it, right? But I keep sending them business. They're making money. They, they're more than happy to pay, pay me for it because I keep sending them more and more business. So again, more streams of income. This also allows you to provide a smooth transition. There are many times, and uh, we're actually doing this right now, where you're buying a house, and the people there, they're like, one of their stipulations or one of their issues is that where do they go after they sell? What do they do? And all this. Well, if you're real estate, if you have your license, maybe you can help them find another house, which you get a commission for. Maybe you can help them place them in an apartment, which if you refer them to apartment locator or something, you get a kickback for. You get where I'm going at with this? I mean, the fact that you have your license, now you're able to represent these people. But what if you have rentals? We did this recently as well. We had one of our tenants that, you know, great tenant, everything. They say, hey, you know, we're looking to buy a house and everything. We're just giving you a heads up that we're going to be moving out. And we're like, oh, interesting. Well, you know, we're an agent. So if you're looking for a house, we can definitely help you find one. And we can coordinate with the sell, the purchase of that home and you leave in this apartment. So then that way you don't have to go to uh, a hotel or anything like that. We can coordinate it. And they were like, oh, my God, that would be amazing. They bought a house for 250 something like that. That's a nice commission for us, right? And we were able to coordinate so we were able to make sure that we can get another tenant in place by the time they move out so we don't have a high turnover, right? So we were able to actually fill in that house within a week of them moving out because of that. I mean more streams of income. <laughs> another opportunity that you have is submitting offers on deals on the MLS right there there's a lot of times that you 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 might find some decent deals on the MLS but now you need to find an agent to submit an offer right or maybe you can go as a buyer and represent yourself and all these things but a lot of times as an agent it makes it so much easier because you can just submit an offer you know you can have what we've had for quite some time is an MLS offer system this is something that we created and it's very automated we have a VA running it and They have parameters that they do and every month. They're just submitting hundreds of offers consistently on properties that meet our criteria. They're constantly submitting offers and follow ups and all this. And every now and then a property comes in. Right. Every so often a property comes in. So, again, these are systems. These are things that you can do that's kind of like really automated. And when you put so many of these together, now you just start having money just trickling in. From all different directions. And next thing you know, you're saying, oh, okay, you know, but it's a little bit of money. Yeah, but that little bit just keeps adding up. You know, now you get discounts when you're listing your flips. That adds up. That's profit to your bottom line. You know, you, you represented a, the seller moving to another house the, from what the one you bought. Again, another bump. All these things add up. And then the final strategy and one of the big ones is being able to do short sales. So as the market turns and as things happen, like, you know, this is things that we talk consistently on Coffee with the Johns as things develop. But at some point, (laughs) foreclosures are going to come back. When they do, short sales are going to be a huge factor in that scenario. Short sales are going to be a huge player because a short sale, very simply, is somebody that needs to sell a home, but what they owe is more than what the house is worth. So you got to short sell it. you got to negotiate with the bank and do all this. Well, as a real estate agent, you need to be a real estate agent, first of all, to do a short sell. But also, if you're a real estate agent, you can actually refer it to a company or somebody else that does short sales. And you'll get a, uh, a fee for whenever the, that short sell goes through. And better yet, as the agent, you can refer to them and say, hey, whenever the short sale goes through, I want to submit the first offer. I want to be one of the first offers in there. You understand? So you're notified right away as soon as that short sale goes through and you submit your offer initially. So if you're buying houses, great way to pick them up. Hey, podcast, if you feel like you are learning things that you're going to be able to implement ASAP to grow your business, then all I ask is that you click the link in the description for the YouTube video, hop on YouTube real quick and hit that like button. Means the world to me that you do that. It It matters so much. For us to increase our reach and and the people that we can serve better so just jump on hit that link jump on it takes a second to do hit that like button it means the world to me thank you for listening and keep enjoying the show now to the bonus tip bonus tip time choosing the right brokerage there are a few key points you want to keep in mind when you're choosing the right brokerage you just got your license or maybe you have your license and you want to get into this is you want to make sure that brokerage that you pick is investor friendly. What does this mean? You want to make sure that they allow you to do investment work, right? That you can pick up houses for yourself, that you can wholesale houses. There are ways of doing this. A lot of people say, well, if you have your real estate license, you can't be an investor, you can't wholesale properties. 100% wrong. You can definitely do that. All right. There are just, there are ways, there are things that you need to be careful that you're doing as a real estate agent. You want to make sure that when you go to a house, you go as an investor first, not as an agent, as an investor first. And you can tell them, yeah, I'm a real estate agent, but I'm here to look at this house as an investor. You're not there. You have no fiduciary responsibilities to them or anything because you are not representing them. So you go in as an agent first, right? Uh, Oops. You go in as an investor first Hit that rewind. Um, and then you look at the house, you look at everything. If it doesn't fit, and what makes sense is a listing. Now you become an agent. Now you're like, okay, you know, the best course for this is probably going to be to list it. Now you became an agent. Now you can't flip flop. Okay, you're an agent now. Now you have fiduciary responsibilities to your seller to make sure you're representing them correctly. You're giving them everything they need, and you're helping them to the best of your abilities. All right. So don't don't you know blur those lines. But when you are choosing the right brokerage, they're going to allow you to do this and they're going to give you the education that you need to be able to do this. Another point to keep in mind is low fees isn't always a good option for a brokerage. Just because a brokerage has lower fees than something else means absolutely nothing. It could be that they have lower fees because they're a shitty brokerage. All right. And again, this is, this is a serious business. You want to put yourself in the best team possible. So one thing you want to keep in mind is you want to look at the network that brokerage gives you access to. So you have brokerages like in Texas, the brokerage that I always recommend is Stepstone Realty. And again, all the links are going to be below. Stepstone Realty is the only brokerage in Texas that I know of that actually has investors in the brokerage and they allow you to be an investor and an agent at the same time the owner is a real estate investor the broker is a uh, is a real estate investor and a real estate broker and they put out so much education for their investors on real estate investing on agent work on short sales i mean they're constantly informing and educating everybody Um, and that's who John and my business partner is licensed under is with StepStone Realty, but that's because they allow you to do it. Then we've seen other little brokerages pop up throughout that. They're just really wholesaling brokerages and yeah, they may have lower fees and all this stuff, but they can't provide you with the knowledge, with the network, with the resources that a brokerage like StepStone that has like, I want to say 300 plus agents or something like that, you know, That access is insane because if you're in San Antonio and you got a deal in Dallas or Waco or Houston or whatever, guess what? There's agents there within your network that you can work with, right? Maybe people that you can network with and you can actually end up partnering on a deal in those areas. But if you're partnering with a very small local uh, realty, then you really can't go further than where you are now right? You get a great deal somewhere else, you can have an agent from there run comps for you, help you out, help you figure it out, be your boots on the ground. So many resources available with picking the right brokerage. So those are the biggest points. Like I said, it's leadership, the network is the ability to grow. Is this brokerage growing? Is it going to other cities? Because guess what? Your market changes, you may have to shift. So picking the right brokerage, Don't pick it just on fees. Pick it on your ability to grow as an agent, as an investor and your ability to grow as a business. That is the crucial thing when you're selecting your brokerage. With that being said, I want you to check out this video right here on what type of wholesaler do you want to be and what type of wholesaler are you? So I covered.